0: I'm Christopher Lauer with The Digital, joined by Carrie, our vice president of operations, Melissa, our lead project manager, and Garrett, a project manager here at The Digital. Today, we're going to go over monitoring and improving your website performance. Thanks for joining me, guys.
1: Thanks, Christopher.
0: Yeah. So um, how do we monitor our website performance? What, what are some of the ways we do that?
2: So we monitor, so some of the primary tools that we use to monitor, um, you know, page B performance um, is really using Google's uh, Lighthouse Speed Test and Optimization. Uh, I do know Pingdom has a tool as well that we like to use and W3 um, out there has one as well. But Lighthouse is probably the standard in today's industry. So we tend to run out two different reports, one that's um, that doesn't use a network performance or something that's considered offline, which is your true value speed and then you have one where it would be running off if you had like if you're running off of like a data plan so each of those performance scores help us evaluate you know how what we can do better so that you know when we're running on a mobile or a desktop you know the it can run to the best of its ability for the site or we can always just trying to improve and and make things better um, you know really off of those elements that they're that are given to us so That being said, um, a lot of the things that we see in Google PageSpeed reports is um, optimizing your images, image size, image format, um, trying to reduce uh, render blocking, which a lot of that is sort of behind the scenes with JavaScript code. So in the world of WordPress, there's a lot of plugins that we can use to help improve those elements. Um, W3 Total Cache is is a pretty popular caching plugin. That we can use to help um, cache uh, pages, which really what caching pages are, is, is basically it's kind of a snapshot of the data that you're or the the content that you're looking at, and sort of saves it in your browser. So the next time that you come and revisit, it doesn't have to completely reload the page. It's kind of saved there to be looked at again. Um, you know, content delivery network is another um, you know thing to improve site speed. So instead of an example here. If you know if your user is in Raleigh, North Carolina, and you don't want to connect with, with a server in San Diego, California, it's going to take a, a little bit longer to have to, you know, ping all the way over there, deliver the content. Uh, so by doing using a CDN, it helps you use a server that's closest to you know your user's location, which will help load content even faster. Uh, you know, Smush it. That's another uh, uh, image um, plugin that helps decrease image size and can help deliver uh image formatting i don't so carrie did you have something to say
1: yeah the smush it <clears throat> and there's another one too what's the other one though that... short pixel short pixel yeah they so when it's a paid plan and it actually it offloads your images to their server optimizes them and sends it back um and so you know, it, it helps make the image, the images smaller, um, and then also it's, it's served over their CDN, so same, you know, it will deliver it closer to your geographical location. Um, also, I wanted to speak on the plugins, um, some speed plugins that we like. Um, Auto Optimize and WP Rocket we use quite often. Um, and then also just keeping your site clean and not, if this is a WordPress site, not having 30 plugins on the site. So you really only need to only install the plugins that you actually need because, um, and and if it's like a plugin to be able to add one line of code somewhere, it'd be better just to have a developer add that line of code than installing yet another plugin um, because you know, plugins are code like little mini programs that live on your server, whether you're using them or not, there's still code sitting on your server so they can be hacked even if they're not active. And often if you have, I've seen sites that have, you know, three speed plugins and two form plugins and two newsletter plugins, like just have one of each thing that you absolutely need because those plugins can conflict with each other because they have like the speed plugins have similar code that can conflict with each other. So, anyway, just to have just the minimal amount of plugins that you actually need to keep your site fast and safe. Um, Garrett's touched on the CDN, the image optimizing, caching. Um, oh, cutting down on revisions in WordPress so that you're not storing 50 versions of a page um, in your database. So, you know, you might want to keep three or five of the last revisions in case you need to recover something on a page, but, um, you don't want to save all of them because then your, your database gets big and bulky and that can slow down your site also.
2: And yeah, those optimization plugins, um, can help, you know, give you the ability to clean out those revisions too. So
1: yeah, the um, database cleanup any tool aside there.
0: So to summarize, we want to be using Lighthouse and similar tools to kind of get a sense of the website performance. We want to make sure to not have too many useless plugins or plugins that conflict with themselves. Um, we want to be thinking about catching, uh, image optimization, keeping a clean database.
1: A good uh, Anything else do. you might... Yeah, oh, good, I'm sorry, what's a that? good hosting, good server. So you can have, you know, the... Cleanest, most optimized website on a on a bad <laughs> overloaded shared server, and still get poor performance. So, um, having a good, reputable host that doesn't overload their servers um, is also helpful.
0: Uh, anything you'd add to that, Melissa?
1: No, yeah, I was thinking exactly. You know what Carrie said about having a, a good good host I I see that quite often with businesses saying my site is so clean and fast my images are optimized and it it all comes down to your hosting Um, and then the the image optimizing you know my area of expertise is more front end and user experience so it's it's really about getting the right images in there getting them to be the right size because if you are loading these gigantic huge images that's just going to bog your site down people, if your site doesn't come up pretty much immediately, especially with like a commerce site, um, those people are going to, they're, they're going to leave right away. So that, um, uh, the importance of, of all of that. That's a great point, Melissa. Now, even if you have an image optimization plugin on your site and you pay for that service, you still don't want to load a 10 megabyte photo because even if they cut it in half, oh, it's 50% optimized. It's still a five meg photo. So you want to try to load photos that are a hundred K or less. Um, you know, if you were to upload a 500 K photo, because it needs to be really a big, um, nice photo in the hero, well, then your image optimized optimizing plugin might be able to drop it down, you know, to a hundred K for you, but, so that's a good point, like putting the right size photos on the site in the first place and not just not just depending on your image plugin.
0: I think another important thing is if you're a business, um, getting an audit by a professional company might be worthwhile because you might um, not have excessive plugins. You might be on a great server, but you might have things like code bloat without realizing it. You might have Google Maps installed on your website and are making calls to the Google Maps um, API on pages where Google Maps aren't even showing. Um, yeah. So getting a professional to really dig in there um, can, you know, help identify a lot of wins, um, especially when it comes to code bloat, which is something that we see all the time.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and um, you know, if you if you if you think your site is slow, but you're on a great server and you don't have a lot of plugins sometimes usually boils down to code bloat in the theme itself. So you have a lot of code that's in the theme um, that's just not being used, but still runs in the background.
1: Yeah. And errors, JavaScript errors, API errors, like if it's trying to ping Google Maps and you don't have your key, you know, it's going to repeatedly try to find that key. Anything running in the background is going to slow your site. And you can see that in the console and in the server logs. You know, you might have, um, we just saw a site today with a recapture error um, on it, you know, easy fix, but if you're not looking for it, um, you might not realize that that's why your site is slow.
0: Yeah. Also, you know, if you don't know what to look for, I've seen websites kind of get themselves into trouble when they try to modify um, HTML files, CSS, or JavaScript, um, and then, you know, break certain calls um, and not even realize it because they're not looking um, To your point, they're not looking for it. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, Carrie and Melissa and Garrett for joining me and sharing some of the thoughts on monitoring and improving your website performance. I think you all hit on some really helpful advice for anyone looking to work with an award-winning web design and marketing company, visit thedigital.com to view our portfolio and speak to one of our solution consultants about your project. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. you.